another thing in terms of marketing something that musicians do is to express vulnerability and it sounds weird in terms of marketing but at the end of the day marketing is all about trust and uh, the way you build trust is Once upon a time there were tens of thousands of makers struggling Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earn the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate with a master's of science in entrepreneurship to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking nicely on Apple in the entrepreneurship category, top 200 in San Francisco, top 100 in Australia, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in the United Kingdom, top 50 in Spain, top 50 in the Netherlands, top 30 in Sweden, top 25 in Italy, and top 25 in India. And I reached a total of 150 episodes on both my podcast with 120 interviews published in 50 days. So please keep supporting, rating, reviewing, subscribing and sharing and if you're interested in my mentoring services to help with your business goals especially when it comes to marketing networking as well as podcasting finding your podcast uniqueness reaching out to great guests getting ranked on apple conducting interesting interviews podcast promotion and much more send me an email to mentor at storybonden.com m-e-n-t-o-r at storybonding.com or message me on Twitter, no code wealth, and let's begin a conversation. My guest today is Atrey Agraval. Atrey is a media entrepreneur working with artists for the past seven years. He worked with over 200 artists across multiple genres folk music, indie music, dance, magic, stand up comedy, etc. Atrey built a local community of over 5,000 people passionate around arts. Presently, he is teaching artists how to build a business around their passion and art, and also teaching science to kids as part of his family business. Atrey, how are you today? I'm good, Abdul. How are you? I'm great, excited, enthusiastic. And to ask you a question that I'm interested in, Sure. How did you begin 
the foray into the art world when it comes to teaching and helping others? Um, so my journey began in uh, 2013, actually, uh, quite some time back. I uh, volunteered for a folk music festival back in Mumbai. And uh, like just seeing a festival come off ground completely based on community values, no outside sponsorship and uh, working totally hands in hands with the artists. It just got me so excited about the whole concept of arts and community and bringing people together through arts that uh, I just had to jump into it. And that's what I did. And then since then, I started my own venture startup. Uh, and uh, around that, that's where I got into building a community, getting artists and helping them, uh, you know, get to different gigs, uh, get, get them the traction and the value that they are creating, get them the uh, perspective around that. So, yeah, it's been a Thank long you. time, though. It's great. And 2013 doesn't seem that long because every month <laughs> feels like a day and every year feels like a month. So that's Absolutely. like three months ago. That's 2013. <laughs> Not, uh, we're in 2021 just for people listening so that they don't think we're in the past. And yes. so to ask you, there are so many things you said there. And the mm -hmm. stereotype of an entrepreneur often is a lone wolf doing things selfishly or whatever for themselves. Mm -hmm. But to you, you launched an entrepreneurial venture to create a community. To you as a person, was community always a big part of your life and something important? Or is it something maybe your parents instilled in you? Or were you more of the lone person, but then you realized, wow, I was trying to do it alone. It's so hard. But when a community came together in that festival without sponsorships or anything, you watched a miracle happen and you knew that community is the way. Um, so it's a little of both, actually. So I, back when I started, I was quite a perfectionist, uh, just trying to do things the way that I felt were right. But uh, the idea of building a community actually came from this uh, really empty feeling because I had actually shifted back to my hometown, which is in Jaipur, Rajasthan from Mumbai. And Mumbai is a big city uh, compared to Jaipur. So what happened here is I didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, most of my friends would be, uh, you know, uh, either outside of the city or, uh, you know, I just couldn't meet them very regularly. And so I felt it, it seemed like the city was quite empty as a whole and uh, no one was talking about art. And that's, so that's, that's where I thought like, hey, I really want to feel that connection that I had in Mumbai, but uh, there's no one who's doing it or there's no existing infrastructure uh, in which I could, uh, you know, contribute or be a part of. And uh, so that's how I had to in a, some ways because I was just so uh, uh, lonely uh, being that lone wolf uh, that I had to create a community so that I don't, you know, uh, I don't burn out in my own work. 
That's wonderful. So if you had the choice, I'm sensing, if someone had such an initiative, you would have joined it. But it's like Shakespeare says that some are born great, other people like chase greatness, and others have greatness thrust upon them. You, in many ways, entrepreneurship was thrust upon you. And it's interesting, you said it was empty as a whole. And another way to think of whole is a whole that is empty. So I thought that's <laughs> really interesting yeah. that you said it. So to me, what I'm hearing, to you, the sense of community is about connection, finding people who share similar interests in art, and having the ability to together help people get gigs and support each other so there is no loneliness in the process is this a correct understanding correct correct like uh, yeah i mean being an artist is again is very similar to a journey of an entrepreneur right i mean you start off solo probably maximum you'll have like two three people in a band and then it's completely your journey to take on and uh, you're trying to bend the world around your work and your vision so it the you need a support system around you of people who both like your work as well as critique it in an appreciative constructive way uh, which uh, sadly is not present in most of the cities around in india um, so that's that's what i went on to create but I, I can't say that I was thrust upon, uh, I, I got into entrepreneurship by chance because I knew I had to start my own company and had to start my own startup. That was always on the, uh, on the books, but uh, it just so happened that it, it got started before I planned it. So it was just an early start in that sense. I like that. And I noticed specifically you said an artist bends the world to their vision. And I remember one a great book I read by Marlene Zook. It's called Paleo Fantasy. And mm -hmm. in it, she argues that actually human beings never really adapted to their environment. They always acted on the environment to adapt the environment to themselves. So in many mm -hmm. ways, humans bend the world to their wills and that's what it means to be a human being or to bring order out of chaos but to ask you then even further that's such an interesting and powerful way to express and the artists who come to you what do they seem to believe that is actually not helping them market themselves and get the gigs and bend mm. the world to their vision usually um so the most common theme i see is this idea this notion that they need an external person you know in in the case of music it might be uh an artist management agency or like a record label you know these these are uh, all old stuff, but uh, most artists haven't gotten their heads around the thing that we are living in a decentralized society now and record labels and artist management firms and all of these are actually, you know, there to help the artists. No one's going to pick them up and put them in front of a thousand uh, 
thousand people filled stage. So they really need to do the work because most of the artists are just stuck doing the work, practicing the art, making projects, making music, which is great. But then they forget the other side of it where they also need to go out and share it with the world and, uh, you know, bring that vision come to life, so to say. Yeah, and that, that is the same across the board. Like most dancers depend on a dance company to join a dance company or start a dance studio. But uh, they, they, they don't have the concept of MVP and just trying it out, experimenting, doing automations online, you know, basic stuff. They kind of tend to depend on other people for that, which... which actually makes them quite vulnerable to uh, malpractices uh, in, in, in very, uh, and I'm being very humble about it, but uh, there can be quite a lot of malpractices around artists. Okay, so to say it, and if I understood correctly, artists are being reactive not proactive and therefore mm. by waiting and thinking that their success will come from an external source they open themselves to being abused basically by record labels etc who okay. uh, because the artists don't realize that actually they can go direct to consumer in many ways and that the power yeah. is in their talent and the more they expose themselves to listeners and to people, the more they will build an audience and get a following. And therefore, that is the real power. And then even the record label, when you're already shown by yourself that you can get an audience on your own, you will have a much better bargaining position if you even will need them at all in this day and age. And have I have to ask you a more of a psychological question. Uh -huh. There are, when you go basically in psychology, two types of psychological patterns. The I people who are very independent, they initiate, they are proactive, and the we people who are more community-oriented and they're not so proactive. And I remember in one of the psychological studies, which is a very sad story, a woman or a person was uh -huh. like dying on the road and there was a group of people but because they were a group each waited for another person to begin the help and that person injured really suffered and died but nobody took the initiative because all the people were thinking in a group and community terms so to ask you and without going there look artists if someone is independent they tend to be a lone wolf and take a lot of initiative and be proactive while people who will be in community will tend to be reactive and don't initiate and take as many proactive steps. So what you're saying is that they're not doing the proactive part, of course, because they're, they're the they are, kind of they are, Yeah, or probably they're in the wrong type of community. You know, uh, I agree. Uh, similar, to, similar to this, I uh, James Clear had this really cool... Uh, tweet, I think, or maybe it was a quote, I'm not sure. The idea was um, join a community where your weakness or what you're trying to improve is the norm, right? It, it becomes like if you join, uh, say, Twitter, 
Twitter is a place of smart people. Uh, obviously, if you follow the right kind. Uh, but uh, if you want to be smarter and if you want to show your work to a broader audience, then Twitter is a place to do it because the people enjoy it over there, right? So it is the norm, right, uh, in that community. So you know, it it totally depends on the kind of community that they are that has been built that has been built around what what values because that's what creates a culture inside the community to be proactive to help each other to actually support each other and not just to say supporting each other but actually mean it so yeah i i think community is such a strong powerful force but uh, not a lot of people have got in their head around how powerful it can be so far i love that you're preaching to the choir and i have to ask you for more of something you mentioned values twice mm-hmm. and also spoke mm-hmm. about culture how do you perceive the values value creation and culture creation in a community and what is to you like values if you are describe its importance its attributes its definition what does values mean to you so i've actually thought about this quite a lot uh, it's it's uh, it's a difficult thing to uh, define per se but i'll i'll give you my take because everyone can have a different perception to it um i see values are as the guiding principles and that can be of a person it can be of a company it can be of a community the foundational principles that you build rest of your building or community or company or career around right so a foundational principle could be uh extreme candor so uh being open to giving feedback as well as receiving feedback in companies is a proven fact and people uh, and companies who actually adopt this value are thriving with it netflix is a great example for it so values at the end of the day comes down to these guiding principles that you are kind of basing your whole life around right so uh, a simple value could be um not cheating people right like uh I mean my dad actually has this value that whatever happens the la- the basic thing is even if we don't make money that's fine or even if we uh, are getting cheated we shouldn't be cheating someone else right at any cost and that becomes a guiding value and you know you you take your actions based on these values so your values kind of guide all the rest of the things that uh you want to do which could be strategy which could be a marketing strategy as well as the actual implementation of the strategy again i'll take i'll take a business uh, sort of uh, example suppose a musician has a value uh say to create happiness in through his music right like that becomes his value that hey like i got into music because i want to create happiness in the society through my 
music and so everything his marketing campaign can actually be around happiness how music brings happiness and he could collaborate with multiple artists together who kind of fit that happiness bar according to the according to him or her and uh, you know take it from there like uh, he could partner up with coca cola i mean it's far fetched but suppose he can then they are the best people to collaborate because coca cola is also about opening happiness and uh, this artist is also about sharing happiness through his music right i love what you're saying and actually it's much more important than even people can expect if you look in psychology at acceptance and commitment therapy where they say in reality the only way to be productive long term is to follow your values and i will have a question soon to okay. you that is interesting and they say actually is not even about how you feel and it's about your values implementing them and if you're not living up to your values you will notice that over time you will self sabotage and get into uh, uh situations where you procrastinate or you do the wrong thing because your subconscious realizes you're not living your values and therefore it wants to stop that at any cost and i loved what you said the collaboration with people who share similar values which reminds me of the book good to great by james okay. collins and when he speaks about the boss having the right people on the bus and that's based on values so my question okay. to you about yeah. values do you believe the correct mm-hmm. way is to think about the right values you wish to embody and you live based on those or you observe your life you look at what values you're expressing already in whatever things that catch your interest and passion and you surface those values and live them more and more you know like for example do you think okay my role model is this person they embody the value of hard work and honesty and etc so i will be like that and that should be my value or do you look and think oh i don't like to cheat people so okay um integrity or honesty or not cheating people that's one value second mm. oh if people complain i don't like it i leave i don't spend time with them and i like to be around happy people like you mentioned happiness so happiness should be my value so what is mm. your perspective on choosing or surfacing values hmm again it's more of a personal process for me um how i build communities is essentially through seeing myself in the future and uh, seeing how i would be as in how do i want to be right what kind of a person do i want to be when i am 40 or when i am 80 what kind of things do i want people to say uh, about me and my work and uh, you know you basically look at yourself in a future self and you try to go from there so whatever life that you are imagining at 80 you try to come back from there ki hey if i want to become that kind of a person who is happy who has a great family around himself and is not lonely like a lot of uh, adults uh, seem to say uh, you start embodying those things 
as part of your value system that hey i want to be a good friend because people who are good friends will probably you i mean no one can really know but will probably have a good support system and a good you know happy life with fun people around them even in the 80s right similarly if i uh, if i want to feel that i have contributed to the world uh, in a, in an impactful way then to give right to to be the convert kit has this really cool value of default to giving and uh, you know at, that is an example of how i've picked up their wording i i knew i wanted to have this uh giving as part of my value system because that's how i like uh, uh to be that's kind of the reason how i got into teaching but uh, you know uh just just because someone else put it into words now i can take it i now i can borrow it from them so so it's a mix and match but essentially you'll know what it is when you kind of look at your future self and uh trying to trace it back from there what do you want to be or who do you want to be when you're 80 uh and then come back from there and even if you don't find the right words to describe those values you'll know inside of you and uh, possibly when you research or when you're just doing random things something will pop out and that will become your value uh in the sense of putting words to them i love that so it's called teleological thinking where you begin with the future or with the end in mind and then you return to today and i love that and i believe in that way in all kinds of goal setting not just in values and you even mentioned Correct. something that will be similar to the eulogy exercise where you write what you wish your eulogy should be on your death and how you'd like to be remembered and then live that way today and i love all the things that you're saying that you will begin with the emotion or with the idea and then over time life will reveal to you or as they say when the student is ready the teacher will appear well when the person <laughs> clarifies their values the wording will appear even in convert kit or <laughs> anywhere <laughs> in the world and then to ask yes. you a bit more because mm-hmm. marketing artists is not similar to marketing a business or an app in some ways but there is also of course a lot of similarity what do you think is something unique that artists do that entrepreneurs don't really often do that maybe they should learn from artists to improve their ability to do business to be entrepreneurs and even to market hmm this is quite interesting what do artists do that entrepreneurs can embody and uh, use utilize themselves so uh, one thing is in terms of creating artists are amazing into getting into that flow state right i mean they when when they're creating music or when they're creating a dance piece or when they're writing they they really get into that zone like it's very difficult for them to get out of it actually to, it it's so much that uh, some sometimes it becomes a problem for them as well 
So I think doing that so intensely, uh, whatever work you're doing, uh, to get into that flow state is something that uh, anyone, be it entrepreneurs or be it scientists or uh, even myself, I, I still uh, cherish that uh, uh, feeling. Um, another thing in terms of marketing, something that musicians do or artists in general do great is to express vulnerability. And it sounds weird in terms of marketing, but at the end of the day, marketing is all about trust. And uh, the way you build trust is definitely through ads and through whatnot. But at the end of the day, if someone can know the person behind the brand or someone can know why the brand is in a way or what decisions a brand is taking in certain ways, that creates loyalty like nothing else. And I have a great example for this. Um, recently, due to Corona uh, in 2020, Airbnb had to let go of quite a lot of people, uh, if you remember. And uh, they wrote out this beautiful letter um, stating how they got to that decision, how they thought through the uh, decision and what uh, final conclusion uh, they came to and then how they actually uh, planned to kind of you know let go of people in a thankful and respectful way you know when when I read that as a consumer of Airbnb my loyalty for that brand goes off the roof right it, it shoots up like crazy so and that's marketing at the end of the day and a lot of artists do that because artists are usually personal brands and they can't really just hide it behind the folds but brands tend to hide all of this behind uh, uh, corporate jargon even startups for that matter they try to hide that behind you know uh, we're trying it or we're just uh, doing everything we can uh, rather than actually sharing the process that you're uh, thinking it through and what where you're getting blocked, uh, which builds which builds a lot of trust in the people who care about your work. Thank you so much, Atrey. And this could go on forever. It's such a lovely thing. <laughs> Maybe we should do it also again in the future. And I would love that. I would love that. Who are curious, and this was like a teaser to know more. If they want to learn more about you, about your community, check it out maybe even join if they're artists, what are the best links and the best places to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, you guys can go to uh, Twitter and I'm at Twitter and I'm quite active over there. Um, share, I share, uh, every day I share a thought over there uh, around different topics of business and marketing, which I wish I knew uh, early on. So it's at... A-T-R-A-Y-A-G-R-A-W-A-L. It's Atre Agrawal without any spaces or anything. So that's my Twitter handle and uh, that's the best place to reach me or DM me. Uh, otherwise, uh, look up my website. It's atrepresents.com. A-T-R-A-Y-P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S.com. And uh, yeah, you'll find some of my work over there as well. Um, and I try to keep updating articles over there as well. 
Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I will make sure to write your Twitter. And for people who wish to DM me, my DMs on Twitter are open at NoCodeWealth. Thank you. And I wish you a brilliant day. Same to you, Abdul. Thank you for having me on. Thank you.